with me right now is Jamie Mackay, host of The Country. Hi, Jamie. Uh, kia ora, Heather. You say a groundswell is starting to rumble in rural New Zealand and you intended to make that pun. Well, not really. I just threw it in there for your <coughs> gratification and pleasure, Heather. Mm. Um, look, Dairy, <coughs> excuse me, Dairy NZ and Beef and Lamb New Zealand, these are the industry good bodies, uh, are calling on the government to give farmers a fairer deal when it comes to setting these methane targets from the greenhouse gas emissions from the ruminant livestock, OK? Um, because what they're saying is agriculture is currently being blamed for a far bigger share of New Zealand's warming than it actually causes. Now, the government uses a system called GWP100, whatever that is, uh, and it's accurate for CO2 emissions calculations, but hugely overstates the warming impact of methane. Now, we all know that agriculture is responsible for about 50% of New Zealand's emissions, but here's the kicker, Heather, it doesn't account for 50% of the warming, and that's because methane's only around for 12 years, CO2 hangs around for 1,000 years. Mm. So... What they're saying is that um, Beef and Lamb New Zealand, they're saying that this warming impact has been overstated by three to four times. And basically when you look at the numbers, Heather, and here's, this is interesting, methane emissions from our livestock in this country are up 9% from 1990. That's the year we put the peg in the sand. But from 2005 onwards, we've actually drifted Lower, we're down right. 1.6, right. So contrast that to greenhouse gas emissions from transport. They're up 85% from 1990. So this is my point, and I had a bit of a Barney with Damien O'Connor on this one on the show today. What is the real problem? Is it livestock emissions, bearing in mind there are less cattle in the world now than in 1990, or is it mankind burning fossil fuels? And an interesting aside for you, Heather, of the world's billion-odd cattle that we've got running around at the moment, 300 million of them reside in India. So what are they doing about a carbon tax for farmers? I'll tell you are what they they're the doing, ones Heather. Just, yeah. Diddly squat. They're the ones who just wander around being all holy and stuff. Well, yeah, exactly. They're sacred. They're literally <laughs> sacred cows. But there's, Utterly well, there's about, there's about 1.2 billion Indians. So I suppose, you know, even an average size family, if you've got a cow each, I don't know, it's pro- probably hard to have one in Mumbai or Calcutta, but, um, or Kolkata. But th- the thing is, that's where most of the cattle in the world reside. They're doing nothing about it. And once again, as one farmer put it to me today, you know, the, the government on some of the stuff, uh, being ideologues, idealistic, virtue signalling. We're at the bleeding edge rather than the leading edge. Okay, so what is your argument? You want them to, to just completely go light on farmers? No, no, I don't want them to completely go light on farmers, but what I want the government to do, and I think what farmers want them to do, is recognise there is a split gas approach, yes, and I think the government's come to the party there. But importantly, Heather, and I can't emphasise this enough, is just give farmers credit for everything on their farm that sequesters carbon. We had the example last week of a farmer with 250,000 trees on their property getting no credits at all because they're all in big, long shout-abouts that aren't deemed to be a forest. Now, you can't tell me that those 250,000 trees aren't sequestering a hell of a lot of carbon. I put it to you that a lot of our farms already in this country are carbon neutral or even better, carbon positive.